This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, Nadia Reid is going out on the road this July with her band. They play Aotearoa Dunedin's Glenroy Auditorium on the 14th of July. This much-anticipated tour sees Nadia Reid also joined by classical ensemble the New Zealand Trio, themselves much-loved ambassadors of contemporary New Zealand music. Let's look ahead to that and more with Nadia Reid, who joins us now. Uh, kia ora, Nadia. Lovely to have you with us. Oh, kia ora, Jeff. Good to be here. Nadia, tell us, when did the uh, dialogue with the New Zealand Trio start? It was, it's been on my sort of ra- uh, my radar dream list for a, for a few years now, but it, it came, it was an idea that um, sort of came to the surface right um, in the seat in the Omicron lockdown, August, I just had a baby, so I had like a two-week-old baby, and I was trying to sort of think about a way to um, bridge the gap between my two rec- or my last record and the record that I'm working on, and so we sent an email to the. NZ Trio just to see if they would be interested and um, and they were so we had a sort of lockdown Zoom meeting um, and at that time we were all just so the prospect of playing together and, and just playing in general was really exciting so that would have been August 2021 so almost a year prior mm. And, and you say that it was on your, your your dream list, your wish list. Why? I had an experience singing with the APO and the DSO um, with the Tally Ho shows, and the, and with the <clears throat> APO it was a concert called Mixtape, which was a whole lot of um, classic New Zealand songs, and I just. It really kind of opened up the just I don't know I kind of I'd lost my guitar and I was just singing and I was being carried by a sort of well that was like a sort of twenty piece orchestra and it just <clears throat> it I don't know it seemed to breathe new life into the songs and gave me a sort of different energy that I've been so used to. Um, with the guitar and with my my band, who who I love very much and who will be on this tour, but it just I don't know it 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 seems to just yeah create just breathe new life and new instruments and new subtleties and it kind of just I'm quite enjoying just being a singer for the, for that for that moment and I will, I'll always have my guitar. But for these shows, I really am looking forward to just having my sort of Adele moment. So, Nadia, <laughs> you're changing things up for yourself. Are you also conscious of changing things up for your audience? And I imagine it is quite a, a loyal audience who, who gets to see you, you know, um, if they're lucky, maybe once or twice a year. Do you like offering something different to an audience as well? Yeah, of course. And I think this also, off like, will be a really nice marriage of the NZ Trio's audience and my kind of 
loyal fan base kind of coming together. I think there could be a lot of crossover as well. <clears throat> but um, yeah, and I, I, I definitely am always conscious of my fan base and sort of you know keeping it keeping it as interesting as possible and trying not to do the same thing too many times. And yeah, so I think this will be a really different show to the last time I performed in Dunedin. It'll be similar songs, um, but I think it'll be a really different energy. I will be, um, I won't be, yeah, it'll be, I'll be a little bit more energetic. Three albums already. The last of those back in 2020, uh, the next due out next year. So this isn't an album tour promotion in any way. It widens up the repertoire choices somewhat, does it? Yeah, so there's, there will be playing a really good mix of, of the three records and a two or three new ones, um, one of which will be with or a couple of the trio. So I'm kind of also buying myself a bit of time because I had this this sort of, you know, it has been nearly three years since the last record had come out, but I've also I haven't really put the miles into that record. So I'm sort of trying not to rush myself through that process and will be trying to get some more mileage out of, out of my province overseas before... The, the new record. Interesting working with um, a classical unit like this. Uh, obviously, it's no easy task. You can't just ask them to turn up and perform. There's arrangements to be discussed and so forth. Do you? Uh, how how active in that process of arrangements are you? Well, the, the songs have been arranged by Alex Taylor, who's a New Zealander living in the the states he's studying music over there and he arranged a couple of the songs for the mixtape of the APO a few years back and so he was my natural choice first choice and so he agreed and so he's basically I mean I, I feel like I'm very um, I was really open for his sort of flair to come through and to showcase the trio and to showcase sort of the voice. So um, I really let him kind of do as he wishes. Um, we've had the arrangement sent through and there's not a lot of things I'd change. And, um, yeah, it's sounding really beautiful. There's a particular moment with I think, just cello and voice and I'm really looking forward to that. Well I'm sure everyone who's um, going to be there is looking forward to it immensely as well. Uh, you haven't been busy with gigs of course of late uh, for obvious reasons. Um, well all sorts of reasons actually. You've been busy in other ways you've mentioned it, bringing a young one into the world. In a way yeah. Nadia uh, do you consider it an, an opportune kind of window to have <laughs> to have had a a child in. I mean, the last time you and I spoke, probably the last couple of times you and I spoke, you know, it was about trying to navigate the the circumstances of COVID and all the plans that had to be made and undermade. Um, you know, has this event in your life fitted in in a, in a, in a funny kind of way? 
the timing's been pretty perfect, actually. And, like, re- I'm, yeah, it's, it's perfect to a T. You know, I've had, <clears throat> July will mark, like, a year since um, the birth of the baby. And it was a perfect amount of time to spend just being with her. And, you know, I think there is a little bit of, I was reflecting with a friend the other day, like I had, well, actually my bass player, Richie, like I haven't had this sort of this sort of length of a break for a long time and um, it's going to be, yeah, I, I feel like there's some little bit of nerves and excitement, but I think it's going to be felt by the whole band because, you know, prior to COVID, we would be so busy we'd constantly have things coming up things to look forward to and having a year of just sort of being in one place being very still has been I've been really grateful for it but it has left me feeling a bit discombobulated but in reference to the timing um yeah it couldn't have been more perfect you've you've said um and I'm quoting here uh, so much of my identity is tied to the beautiful rhythm of germinating, writing, recording, and releasing. Um, that's a unique experience all on its own. Now you have this other facet to your identity, the identity of, of mother. Does it still sit well with that other identity that you described, the artist identity? Yeah, I think it's, it's certainly expanded... Um, my whole sense of being. You know, I had a lot of fear around having to make a choice between one or the other and having sort of mentors like Tammy and um, Holly Fulbrook, who's Tiny Ruins, and, you know, having women like that who have kind of paved the way for women in music and, you know, that showing that you can have your baby and you can have your career. And I think a lot of it comes down to circumstance. But I've, I made a, a, a very dedicated, um, well, pact with myself that, it, that it, you know, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think I could ever stop doing music. And I think having the baby's given me more of a reason to do it, more of a sense to do as well as I can and show her, you know, give her a good example of, of you know, working as hard as you can and living to the limit and, you know, and I, I think there will be challenges. She'll she'll come on tour with us and, um, but there'll be a lot of added joy and added, um, yeah, added joy, pretty much, and lots of uncles to help. <laughs> <laughs> Nadia, we've seen you reflect on the mother-daughter relationship before in your writing. Can you look on that writing now through a different lens? I think all that stuff is sort of bubbling away. I haven't had, I personally haven't found the COVID experience highly inspiring. Like, but I feel as though, like, coming out of it, you know, and I feel that we are sort of emerging out of, well, lockdowns anyway, that there'll be a lot of 
the past few years and also going through the experience of yeah, having a child and becoming a mum and I just think it needs a little bit more time. I'm sort of too close to the experience at the moment to really have any space to to look at it objectively and have anything interesting to say about it. I sort of tend to write, like it takes a few years for things to kind of come to the surface. So I'm sure it will, um, I mean, yeah, I'm sure it will, um, I don't know, play in somehow. Like I pretty, you know, I can't listen to like the news now, anything remotely sad, remotely horrible. I just cannot listen to it. So that's, I mean, I think I'll, I don't know what that means, but. It means you pretty much have to yeah. ignore media altogether right now. Yeah. It's difficult. Absolutely. Yeah. Another change, Nadia, uh, is the move away from Dunedin. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we, well, it was always on the cards. COVID kept us um, hunkered down, and it was perfect place to be through that. And I've always come and gone from Dunedin, and I, you know, it's in my bones. Um, but we put on the the plan to move to Lund- uh, to England on hold, so um, that's on the cards for next first quarter of next year. And yes, yeah, so the first step is back up to Auckland, which is where I was born. So it feels yeah, I feel really tied um, tied between the two, torn between the two places, Auckland and and Dunedin, but. I don't, you know, I think it might be a good chunk of time before I live down there again, but um, who knows? Maybe, t- yeah. The, Still time. The move, uh, all going well, uh, back to the UK, and I guess the opening up of all of the performance opportunities that had otherwise been shut down for you over the past few years must, um, must, fill you with uh, some sense of excitement and optimism, does it, Nadia, for finally realising some of those um, dreams that you had to put on hold? It definitely feels like the right thing to do, and it also feels with anything, you know, any of these big choices that you have to make, it always feels a little bit terrifying, but ultimately it's, the right choice and a well-needed choice to really give this this the best shot, and I do want to give my career the best shot. And I and I also am aware that I'm not. I I don't know if I can be in the um, sort of music game forever. So I kind of have this ten-year plan of going to England and working my ass off, and then seeing where we're at. And but to be in England will be incredible and I it's, I feel like you know it's just the it's doorstep to the world and um, I have been working with people in the UK and yeah but you know I'll always have my I'll always my sense of belonging to New Zealand will always be um, never go away any reticence at all about the prospect of stepping out into a wider world, uh, airports, um, 
large audiences, all of those things that we've been so careful to avoid for a while? I feel as though in regards to COVID. Yes. Um, I have my fear around COVID is a lot less now. I mean, I I've been very lucky to have not had it yet, and I certainly don't. We certainly will be taking all the precautions. Um, I think it will take a bit of getting used to getting back into places like airports and big crowds. You know, even now I feel. Even socially, there's you know we've been through so much strangeness over the last two years that even things like you know going to a party or a or a gig, it just you sort of forget how to how to be. And so I think it and it has left. I think it has had an impact on all of us and um, maybe more than we know. So it will take a bit of um, getting used to and but in terms of um, COVID I really hope that that we're um, emerging out Um, and you know happy to be triple vaxxed and thankful for the access to that and and yeah just do I'm just happy to do as I'm told I'll wear a mask etc. Well I'm sure your audience is um will be welcoming the opportunity to step out themselves again and catch you in performance in this rather special one that is lined up for July 14th at the Glen Roy. Nadia Reid and band and the New Zealand trio, um, you can get your tickets for that from Banished Music. Nadia, thanks so much for taking some time again to join us here on Otago Access Radio. Go well and all the very best for this tour and, uh, and for everything that lies ahead. Oh, thank you. So nice to talk with you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.